Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by Daniel Willett. Well, yeah, it's, it's been such a good uh, year. I wanted to just laugh a little bit here. And uh, last Sunday of the year, and uh, so we've been just reflecting on the year that we've had. And I think it's good um, at the end of the year, especially to, to do two things, to um, reflect on what you're thankful for from the, the previous year and also um, begin to um, think about what you're envisioning for the next year. And so that's what we're going to do today is, is we're going to reflect a little bit on just what we're thankful for, what God's done this year, and also um, look forward with, with some vision, what we feel like God's saying uh, for the next year. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just healthy in general um, to look back and uh, celebrate progress and to celebrate what God has done. Sometimes we can get in a mode of like always, you know, wanting to improve, always wanting to go after that next thing. But there's something that's just good for our souls to celebrate progress and how far we've come. And uh, it's just something really, really good to do. It's encouraging to us, and it just um, it celebrates the Lord and what He did as well. And, you know, the the spirit of religion never wants to celebrate progress. There's always that that aim of perfection, the aim of perfection, but we want to really be people that celebrate progress because when we celebrate, it increases our joy and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about, so just reflecting on this past year, do you want to talk about uh, evangelism? Sure. Yeah. So that's actually one of my favorite ones. That's the first one I think of. Um, And that was really back in January. Um, And I'm just so proud of you, Daniel, um, for just going after the Lord in this. Um, So at the beginning of the year in January, for those that you don't know, uh, that don't know, we had uh, Chris and Joe Bieber come out and they are powerful evangelists. And um, that's something that had been a frustration of mine for a while. And um, because I was like, there's something that we're missing in the area of evangelism. Like our church hasn't been activated fully in that yet. Um, You know, we do altar calls and stuff like that. As far as like out on the streets, like it's, there's this thing that needs to break through. And um, they came and they started preaching and they, they really started preaching a lot about the power of baptism as well. Um, and uh, who'd have thought that preaching the gospel on the streets is, uh, is very powerful and very effective. And um, we went out evangelizing with them and the very first uh, people that Joe talked to got saved. And then next thing you know, like people are just getting saved left and right. I don't remember how many that day. I think it was like five um, that day in the span of like an hour with a team of, I don't even remember how how many people were out? Um, a bunch of people got saved. What was it? seven or eight people, um, went out evangelizing and it was just like, oh my gosh. And so we got in the vehicle afterward and I turned around and I looked at Joe and Chris and I was like, is it really always this easy or is God just making it easy for us so that we'll step more into this and push through? And they just started laughing and they're like, it really is this easy. Like people, if we just go and and sow the gospel out in the streets, people get saved. And, um, that was like a really turning, a, a big turning point for our church. But then 
what was amazing and what I'm proud of Daniel for is um, he he didn't have prophetic dreams about it. He didn't have this, you know, word, you know, from the Lord over it. He just thought to himself, I'm just going to do a little experiment. What would happen if I just gave myself to this every Saturday for six months? Like, let's just see what will happen. And there's something powerful about that, about doing a little experiment with Jesus and seeing what will happen. Because uh, what happened is that he started going out every Saturday and then different people started joining in and then different people. What was funny is that evangelists started coming to our church that just have that um, deep anointing. We're all meant to preach the gospel. Amen. But there are people that like that is their main anointing is is not only evangelizing, but equipping other evangelists. And so a bunch of evangelists started coming, even though there wasn't really, it wasn't from evangelizing, but just God started opening up doors in that way. And um, I think the total now um, is what, 60? Close to 60, yeah. 60 people have given their their hearts to Jesus. Let's give the, the Lord glory for that. From uh, from January when when we set out to do that, and it's just just you know faithfully sewing in the streets, just like a few people at a time, sometimes more. Yeah. Almost yeah. every week um, with a team of I would say between sometimes it was just Caleb and I. Um, so with teams between two and maybe six to seven people, almost every week we would see somebody saved in an hour and a half. Like we would just go out for an hour and a half, and so it really um, I think there's two things that I really take away from from this experiment which was one is how powerful the gospel message is because that's all we did and you know when I said I'm going to give myself to this for six months um, part of that was just sharing the gospel message so simply with with people um, you know we just share the gospel message really simply in like 60 seconds to 90 seconds and it's the gospel message itself is so powerful and it causes a reaction in people like nothing else. And sometimes bad reaction, sometimes good reaction. Um, but it's like we're all wired by God to react to this message. This is like, this is the message that, you know, that God has wired us to receive. And the enemy is doing everything he can to uh, cause people to, to not receive this message. So it's, it was just interesting to see how powerful and how simple, because anybody can share the gospel. Um, See, if you look at evangelism and think, well, this is only for people that have the gift of gab, then you can talk yourself out of it. But if you you say, well, can I share the gospel message? Everybody can do that in your own personality. And so that was one of my big takeaways is just how powerful the gospel is. Another takeaway was for me when I started to do this and kind of I committed myself to it, I had to face my own strongholds and, and fears. And I noticed that in just continuing to go and step out, I saw God really give me personal breakthrough in my life with fear of man, just fear of of stepping out. Um, I started to get some major breakthrough in those areas. And so um, the gospel is, is just powerful and it has a power effect on the people that we share it with. And it has a power effect on us when we're sharing it. So it was just really awesome to see that. And it was, it was so thankful. I was so thankful for it. And you know what's really um, interesting about this too, and I feel like there's, there's something that the Lord has um, for maybe some of you too. Um, I love going after things that I'm afraid of. Like sometimes when you're afraid of something, um, it is often because there's something that you're supposed to step into there. I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, I have never, ever been afraid to become an astronaut never once thought of like, oh my gosh, that would just be so scary. I could never be an astronaut. It's just like, it's not even on my radar. But what have I been terrified of in my life? Speaking in public, 
singing in front of people and meeting new people. I was so shy. I didn't talk to anyone up from elementary school all the way through high school. Just like would, wouldn't hardly speak. And those are the areas that I felt so much fear. And obviously those are the areas that the enemy was trying to slow down or stop me. Um, and so I just want to share with you, go after those places. If there's something that you have a fear in and it's not something ridiculous like becoming an astronaut, there might be something in that for you because the enemy overplays his hand. And so um, for, for the longest time, Chris Kildosher would post online and, and do these live things about preaching the gospel and how many people were getting saved. And I started feeling like conviction about it, just like, I'm not even a Christian compared to this guy. You know, he's out, you know, on the, on the streets and ministering to people and people are getting saved. And through that comparison, I started getting discouraged. And I even don't tell anybody and you on the live stream, don't tell anybody <laughs> or tell them not to tell anybody. I'm just kidding. Uh, for a minute, I actually stopped watching his stuff because I was feeling discouraged when I would watch it. But then it was funny because um, he texted us. He's a friend of ours. Um, he, he texted us in the middle of a message that I was speaking, and he's just like, I feel like I'm supposed to come out. We prayed. We're like, oh, yeah, he's supposed to come out. And it was like embracing even that, even something that was like, it was like something that I was feeling discouraged by or like not good enough or, oh, gosh, you know, he's like, you know, such a better evangelist than I ever could be. When you run after that and go and just see like, hey, what is it that Jesus has placed inside of them? What can they impart to me? It's really, really powerful. We can come together as a really powerful community in the body of Christ. Amen? Sometimes it comes through unlikely forms. And of course, I, I watch all his stuff now too. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And so jumping ahead to vision, we do have um, vision for evangelism. And we're kind of, um, we, we stopped around October and we were just kind of uh, re-strategizing, praying into what it's going to look like in the next season. And Caleb Love is, is heading that up and yes. we are going to relaunch in January. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to talk about just some of the notable things that have happened this year. And, and one of the notable things that stand out to me was um, Monet's testimony, um, Monet uh, and, and Colton, uh, Monet Bax. And so her testimony is is something that just really stands out. Is that something you want to talk about? Or? Sure, yeah. I mean, there's we, we hear testimonies all the time, and it's like God does so much. It's like there's, yeah, there's so many things that happen. But um, but that one is one of my favorites um, because that was, that was something that uh, we had prayed for for them. And um, I remember talking to, to Colton and stuff when he was like, I think I'm going to propose to her and stuff. And like, this is, this is a thing that's been told to her is that um, she won't be able to have children. And um, I remember praying with him and I was just like, well, I have a prophetic word for you. And he's like, what? And I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and, um, and obviously they, they got married. And, um, and then this was when Chris was out. Um, I believe he called her out um, for something but she came out in the aisle, and he uh, rebuked uh, PCOS and um, endometriosis um, that she's had. That's something that she had struggled with for a long time um, and just painful. But she was told she could never have children. And um, he, he called her out. He prayed over her. And um, she went to the doctor, and they could find no scar tissue whatsoever. Like, it makes no sense. It's, like, documented. They're, like, there's no reason that you could, uh, that, that you would have any trouble having children. And so we just give glory to God yeah. for that, so to good. see that. We just say, yes, Lord. We say more, God. And we want to see that testimony um, even get prophesied over other people that have struggled with that yeah. as well. Yeah, absolute miracle. Mm -hmm. um, 
no uh, multiple cysts, all, multiple, tons of scar tissue, all of it gone uh, in the next scan that she had after she got prayed for. And so crazy miracle. And we want to find a way even to get that miracle out there more. I've started to get some ideas and some strategies of even on YouTube of how to get it out there because that's available for people. And there's so many women that are struggling with that and healing is available and we want to we want to shout that from the rooftop, Jesus heals PCOS and endometriosis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. And so um, that's something that we often do is we release testimonies over people. And oftentimes people even get healed just from the testimony, uh, just from hearing that. Amen. Uh, so we got to have one of our heroes of the faith here, um, Georgian Banov. And for those of you that maybe aren't familiar with him, um, he's known as the Apostle of Joy. Um, he and uh, Winnie, they're the Apostles of Joy, and um, they're missionaries, they're evangelists, they're also just apostolic and just wonderful, wonderful people. Um, they were really um, instrumental for us in um, walking and stepping into the joy of the Lord. Um, we This was back in the beginning, like really at the beginning of the birth of the church. Um, we went to a conference. We actually went to a conference to see Danny Silk, um, which how many of you know Danny Silk from, from Bethel Church? Like he's like a relationship teacher. He's very straight laced and, you know, like he's just an awesome teacher. So we went to see him and Georgian Banov was there. He was putting on the conference and that was our first introduction to the joy of the Lord. And um, they were doing a fire tunnel. I'd never seen a fire tunnel before. And for those of you that don't know what a fire tunnel is, it's just people standing on either side facing inward. And then you just kind of walk through the middle and people pray and prophesy over you. And, um, and it's just awesome. So we saw people going through the fire tunnel and people were laughing and falling down and, and people were, you know, like uh, just kind of acting silly and stuff. And I remember looking at it, this was like seven years ago now, I think. I remember looking at it and being like, okay, Lord, I don't know what this is, but I am not going to fall down for anyone's sake. And I am not going to start acting like anything, you know, if I'm not feeling anything. And I'm just like, okay, but I'm just going to walk through this, this fire tunnel. I put my hands out and I go to walk through the fire tunnel. And I was just like, Lord, if it's you, I want it. Um, if not, you know, it'll just, just keep it away from me. <laughs> and so I walk through the fire tunnel and I get next to, uh, Winnie, uh, Winnie Banov and, um, she just goes, ho. And I went flying. Like I, there was no choice in the matter. I went flying. I, I fell on the ground and I started laughing in the joy of the Lord. And I laughed for 24 hours straight. And it was, it was amazing because not only was it uh, unexpected, um, but also it came with this revelation of like, oh my gosh, like religion is so dumb. Like, why do we make this so hard? Jesus already paid the price. Like, oh my goodness. Like it came with this revelation. I laughed for 24 hours straight. I laughed through my dreams. I laughed all the way home. And that kind of became our quest was just like, wow, like joy is my name. I'm like, this is our inheritance. Like, how do we, how do we enter into the joy of the Lord and how do we impart that to people? So it was really full circle when, uh, when he came here. And um, so that was just wonderful. Even though he wasn't feeling well, it was, was there, what was your biggest yeah. takeaway? Well, having him here was uh, such an honor. For me, he's, he's just such a father of, uh, of the faith um, up there with like Bill Johnson. And uh, so to have him here was, was 
incredible to us. Um, and when he was here, he was so sick. Um, in fact, the first thing he said, if you go back and watch his message, which, which was an awesome message, but the very first thing he says is he goes, I've never felt so low in my life. <laughs> and we're like, oh, he comes to Awaken Life Church. The apostle of joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was super sick. We found out later he actually had um, double pneumonia while he was here, and he didn't realize it, and super sick, um, and came anyway. And I asked him later, I'm like, man, you, could, you didn't have to come, you know, if you were the sick you could have just stayed. And he said, the reason I came is because I knew that if I came and just got in the presence of the Lord and preached, I'd feel better than if I was just laying in my hotel bed. And so, and he said, when I was preaching, he said, during worship and when I was preaching, I felt completely normal the whole time. Like I didn't feel sick at all. And he said, as soon as I stopped preaching, he said, I felt sick again. (laughs) And uh, he goes, I knew that the Lord was, was uh, that I was supposed to come and I was supposed to, to preach and I knew that I would feel better. But one of my takeaways was after this meeting, I had to uh, take him down to um, uh, uh, Maricopa, uh, like, which is like an hour and a half away. And so I'm driving with him. He's literally laying like this in the, in the seat next to me the whole time. And he's like just um, like dropping wisdom and like mentoring me even as he's just like sitting there. And uh this, the peace of the Lord, even though he was so sick, was just like radiating off of him. And so it was something, one of my takeaways from having him around and from being around him was that um, we actually, there's something that God's called us to carry that we can carry it so deeply that it's actually leaking off of us. And so I actually just felt, even though he was sick, I felt this peace just coming off of him. And I was even just driving him to the meeting. I felt such uh, peace coming off of this man. And so it just really reminded me, um, you know, to steward whatever it is that we carry, whether it's joy or peace or um, excitement or evangelism or whatever it is, that we can just steward that in our own hearts to where it's actually just leaking off of us and we don't even realize it, but people are getting impacted um, that are around us just by the atmosphere that we carry that God's placed inside of us. Amen. So everyone repeat after me. I leak the presence of God everywhere I go. (laughs) That's good. It's a good belief. It's a good declaration. Yep. So another thing that uh, happened this past year was uh, we had um, a prayer focus. Do you want to touch on that? Sure. Yeah. The the Lord put us on a special uh, prayer and intercession assignment. And in fact, we're still on that that prayer assignment. I'm not even sure when he's going <laughs> to shift that assignment, to be honest. Um, and uh, that's something uh, that the Lord did through an encounter I had with a praying mantis in my kitchen. Um, I was just minding my own business, doing the dishes, and this praying mantis started coming at my foot. It was like it was uh, trying to attack me. And I looked down, I'm like, what in the world? And, you know, I don't do bugs. So I was like, Daniel, come and get this bug. But then I was like, wait, no, don't kill it. <laughs> so we put it in a jar and it was a praying mantis. And I, I assume, obviously, they, they're here in Arizona. I had never seen one in Arizona. I grew up in Nebraska, so I've seen them before, but not here and definitely not ever in my house. And so this thing was bold. It was fearless and it was on the offensive. And um, I, I went and I was just like, Lord, I feel like you're saying something through this. And um, praying mantis, the word mantis actually 
actually means prophet. So a praying prophet in boldness and fearlessness came on the offensive at me. And the Lord is speaking through us in that, and he's still speaking that through us, um, is that we need to release the prophetic word. We need to pray. We need to intercede. There is something about uh, prophesying it into the atmosphere um, that he's really looking for us to partner with him and to co-labor with him in this season to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And um, specifically because we pray so much for revival. Revival is here, but revival is also coming. And we're praying for more and for more fire to spread. Um, But it's always uh, intercession. um, And then the Lord comes in and brings this move of God. And so um, it's really, really awesome. We're kind of simultaneously doing that. We're sowing into revival by going out and and harvesting, but we're also sowing in um, through prayer and intercession. And so we're still on that. But what was cool is that then a bunch of other people in the congregation started seeing praying mantises and having encounters where they're jumping up on them as they're reading the Bible and, uh, or they're encountering them at work and things like that. And um, so that's really, really um, awesome when God starts to confirm his word. And then when Joe Bieber came out, um, he's this evangelist and he's like, the Lord has me speaking on intercession. And he's like, I'm not an intercessor. And that was really uh, God's timing as well. He had no idea that we we're on that prayer focus. And then Chad, uh, Chad Dedman came out and, uh, and he was like, I'm, I'm doing this uh, prayer conference, prayer and intercession. And we hosted his conference here. Again, the Lord is setting all these things up and he's confirming his word over and over. We're to pray and to prophesy, prophesy and to intercede, especially because we have lost so many generals in the faith. We have lost so many um, just uh, people that were just strong, strongly rooted intercessors um, that we need to step up and take on those mantles of prayer and intercession and prophesying um, the Lord's plans. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Another thing that um, we kicked off this year was our all-engaged women ministry, and that's led by Diane Woo! Bach, and she's absolutely doing <laughs> yes. a, such an amazing job uh, with that ministry. Um, is that something you want to touch on a little sure. bit? Sure, yeah. I, that's the women's ministry that I've always wanted to be a part of. It's just so awesome. Like, all the ladies are just so real, and I've, everything we've done has just been so spirit-led, and I just love um, the team that you've empowered as well. Like, we got to see Dakota preach, and, you know, people getting uh, raised up, and it's just really awesome and powerful, and so, yeah, we just thank you so much, Diane. You're doing a fantastic job with that, and it's just, it's really awesome, yeah, what God's doing. Yep. Uh, this year, we also had our first um, participation with Youth Camp. Do you want to talk about Youth Camp a little yeah, bit? Yeah, Youth Camp was amazing. Um, our kids are awesome. I was blown away by our, our kids at Youth Camp, um, just how they just reacted um, to the Lord. And it was from, I think we had three nights in Youth Camp, and I was helping lead worship and you always think like, oh, the first night we're going to kind of warm them up and, you know, maybe by the third night they'll just be engaged in worshiping. And and from night one, they were just like all in. Like, you know, it was like almost positive peer pressure of like the kids that weren't were like, oh, I'm out, I'm outside of the what's happening here. Everybody's engaged in like worshiping. And our kids are so amazing. Um, Brooke Foudre um, just blew me away um, uh, at the, at the uh, camp. And, uh, and so many of our kids, uh, Julia, and um, just, it was amazing. And Chad Dedman was there again. And um, he just has such an anointing to reach that generation. They just really responded. And so, yeah, definitely something we want to um, continue. Yeah, 
Uh, and we just want to thank Vince and Stephanie as well. They're doing a fantastic job. Yes. Leading the youth. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm Vince and Stephanie gave up well. time off. They took time off work to be there and they were there the whole time with our kids. And um, yeah, our kids were in great hands with them. So do you want to talk about some of the message series that we've had? That What are some of the message series that we've had that have stood out to you? Sure. Well, and the, we kind of already touched on it. We, we ended up doing a message series on prayer and intercession, um, which was really powerful. And again, again, I say to everyone, step out in prayer and intercession. Don't be intimidated by that word, in, intercession. Um, in your everyday lives, that's that's something that I'm finding more and more as people are seeking advice and things in, in their businesses and think projects and stuff like that that's that's typically something that's coming up for me to uh, speak to them from the Lord is do you have an intercession team um, do you like for that project that you're working on for that book you're writing for that uh, that team you're putting together for your business do you have intercession happening do you have people covering you in prayer um, that is so key in this season things just go smoothly um, when when we do that and we really partner with the Lord in the spirit um, but also we had some um, some great message series, again, that were just kind of like the Lord kind of put it together. But we had a whole message series on being led by the Spirit and getting our spirit in the driver's seat. That was a really foundational um, series of messages. If you want to go back and review those, um, it's really good to go back and reflect on things so that we don't come together and have messages where we're just like, yes, and amen, and we nod. But then, you know, we're not digesting and we're not processing with the Lord in a personal way. It's good to go back and review those things. We also ended up doing a message series on emotional health as well about overcoming pain inadvertent <laughs> yeah uh, where we just kind of that's what we felt led to speak on and then chad came and then he started speaking on emotional health and overcoming ptsd and things like that so if that's something um that you want to look into or maybe go back and review um it's really helpful um to really solidify what what god's doing here yeah yeah how's the fire is it still going it's still going strong it's a good looking fire um we had some awesome uh, guest speakers this year. Um, I wrote down, uh, here's the list of some of the guest speakers we had this year. Chris Kildosher, Joe Bieber, Georgian Banov, Rick Casto, Levi Hug, and Chad Dedman. Um, we had some amazing uh, guest speakers. There's, is there anything that just uh, stands out and, and just some of the guest speakers we've had? Oh my goodness. It was, I can't even begin. It was just awesome. The, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Whenever we have a guest speaker come out if you can at all possible, like manage it, come to the after party or I should stay, stay for the after party. So just when you think service is over or people are starting to wrap up and go home, stay a little longer because <laughs> the Lord is still doing stuff. And so it was just awesome to just, you know, just be in the presence of God and just the glory of God hit, you know, when Chris and, and Joe were here and we had some powerful times at our leadership retreat with Levi and the team and stuff. But um, yeah, I love all of our guest speakers. I love having guest speakers and, and man, yeah, Chad, he was fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, stay for the after parties. That's, that's my, that's my key for you. Yeah, um, we just wanted to say really quickly, and then we're going to kind of shift to um, just what we believe God is speaking for, for 2022, but we wanted to just shout out to some of our ministries. Um, we wanted to say thank you so much this year uh, to Ken and Diane. They're our associate pastors, and they really are like our right arm. Like, we couldn't do what we do without them. I don't think our, our right church... right and left arm. <laughs> right and left, yeah. And they're holding Sometimes up our right and left arm. Right, left, and, and left and right leg. 
Um, but, and I honestly don't believe our church would be here without them and, and the support they've just shown us throughout the years. And uh, we just love you guys so much. Thank you so much for just your loving support uh, that we've, you've had throughout the years, that we've had from you throughout the years, but uh, especially in the last year as well. And um, some other uh, ministries, um, Ember Hartsock, she leads up our, our signing ministry, and uh, we just love um, that ministry, and she just pours a lot into that. Um, Tina Davis, she's our missions and prayer pastor, and she also does uh, prayer in the move, and she's just so passionate uh, about intercession, about prayer, and uh, we just appreciate her so much. Um, Angela Snow is our freedom pastor. Um, she oversees uh, growth track as well. And uh, also, obviously, helps us with uh, lead worship. And uh, we want to shout out to our media ministry, um, Brandon uh, Trask and Eric Whedon and everybody back there, Michael Huntley. And uh, I know uh, Michael uh, Shields and also Neil, you've been uh, you know, back there this year as well. And just appreciate our media ministry um, so much. And uh, children's ministry is overseen by Kayla Trask, and she's been doing an amazing job with that. We, Kayla, we appreciate you and, and the job you've been doing and taking care of our little ones. It's obviously hugely important, and especially to us because we have five little ones. <laughs> and uh, we want to also just say thank you to all of our ushers and greeters. That's such a big deal to just have people who are always there just as people come in and just loving on people. And we just appreciate our ushers and greeters so much. Um, our revival group leaders, we want to say thank you to all of our revival group leaders for just giving your time and your, and your homes and your food and, and uh, just loving on people. Um, youth ministry, we want to say thank you to Vince and Stephanie Galletto. Um They're doing such an amazing job. Junior high ministry, Kevin and Aaron Joza um, have been doing an awesome job. And uh, also women's ministry all engaged. Again, Diane Bach. And uh, our evangelism team, led by Caleb Love, that we're um, really just ramping up. Um, just want to say thank you to Caleb. He's just so passionate uh, about evangelism. And uh, also our atmosphere cultivators, which is led by Brianna Foudre. That's so, that's like, invaluable to us to have that, uh, the atmosphere set um, before services and just uh, coming in and, uh, and just getting everybody uh, prepared and getting the, and the place prepared for the, what the Lord's going to do. Yeah, and also um, I wanted to honor Karen Butler, who um, oversees the connections. She's like our connections leader, yes. and she is so wonderful. And just you just feel the love of Christ around her, and she just helps everyone to feel included and loved and thought of. And yeah, we just love Karen. Shout out to Karen. <laughs> so we want to talk about vision um, for the next year. So um, I want to just throw that to Joy. So what do you have uh, vision for? What do you see for 22 for both for Awaken Life Church and also for us as Christians as a whole? Uh, well, the word that I have um, today is 2 Corinthians 2, verses 14 to 15. Um, and this is in NASB. And it is, but thanks be to God who always leads us in uh, leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us reveals the fragrance of the knowledge of Him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. And so that's that's the scripture that the Lord put on my heart. Is um, He is always causing us to triumph um, in this next season. We really have to um, fight to stay in a place of hope. 
Fight to stay in a place of joy. Fight to stay in a place of being on the offensive and not going on the defensive. Just like that little, you know, bold praying mantis, we need to be on the offensive. And when we fully believe all the plans that God has, we're going to see the most radical amazing miracles on the street. We're going to see revival. We're going to see people coming to Jesus by the thousands. We're going to be sowing into that um, million soul harvest, billion soul harvest, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be really, really powerful, but we really have to align our beliefs to God's plan and what it is that he wants to do and not be swayed by the principalities and the powers of the air that want us to go into hiding, that want us to go into uh, shining away or being passive and things like that. We need to step up and be bold in prayer, bold to preach the gospel, bold to worship, bold um, in all these areas and um, and really uh, standing up for what's right, standing up for the unborn and um, and things like that. But we have to partner with God's beliefs about what he's doing. I think that's really key um, in this next season. Yeah. Yeah. I would just add to that. I, um, absolutely like, um, yes and amen. I, I, I feel like it's, it's right in line with what God's been saying. Um, to me, I, it was interesting. It reminded me when I saw that clip that we showed, um, a few months ago, the Lord put on my heart, I was reading through the Nehemiah story. And, um, w- the one thing that stood out to me that I'd never seen before was that he didn't wait for the resources to be there to, to actually go and do what God put on his heart. He actually took action and stepped out. And as he stepped out, God brought the resources that he needed. And about six weeks ago, um, I was talking about Acts chapter 3, and another thing that stood out to me in that story, in the Passion Translation, it says, it's, that's the story where um, Peter and John see the, the man that's seated at the, uh, the crippled man that's at the gate, beautiful. And they, uh, you know, he asks them for money, and he says, you know, I don't have silver and gold, but what I have, I give you in the name of the Lord. And, and in the Passion Translation, it says, as he, they reached out and as they pulled him to his feet, the power of God surged into his legs and into his ankles. And it's another reminder that as we take action, it didn't say the power of God hit him and then they reached out and pulled him up. It said they reached out and they pulled him up and as they took that action of faith, the power of God came. And so I really feel for like this next year and in this next season, and when I say season, I really mean the next 10 years, I feel like God is doing something very special with us as believers, is he's gonna add his supernatural to the vision that he's put in our life, the callings that he's put in our life. And as we step out into action, he's gonna add his supernatural. Now, even things that maybe passions in your life that you've tried before and you're like, well, that didn't work. It didn't go well. I feel like in this next season, as you step out into those passions, as you step out into the things that you feel strongly about, the Lord is going to add his supernatural to it. And I feel like very strongly that God is raising up Christian influencers. In the next 10 years, we're going to see Christians being strategically placed in areas across our, across our society, in areas of political realm, in areas of um, big, big, huge corporations, and you know, but all across um, our nation, God's going to be strategically placing people in areas of influence, and he's raising up Christian influencers to where we're going to have favor 
and we're going to have a voice like never before. And so I really feel like that's kind of the word of the Lord for this next season is it's like, like Pastor Joy said, stepping out, um, not being afraid, expecting that we're going to step into our destiny and calling and that God's going to bring his favor. Like Nehemiah stepped out and God brought his, his favor as he stepped out. Like Peter and John pulled the man up and as they pulled him up, God brought the power of God um, that actually healed the man. So I, I really feel like that's what, uh, what we're going into in the next season. And so we want to close with, uh, we have something that we're going to do this morning. We're going to pass out um, paper and pen. And so go ahead and uh, we can just pass those out this morning. And um, there's two things we want to do uh, this morning. Number one, again, I feel like this is the time of year where we need to be thankful for what God's done in the previous season. Um, and you know, sometimes we can err on the, on the side of we're so vision focused that we're not thankful for what God's done and we're just not, we're not celebrating what God's done. Um, so we need to simultaneously celebrate what God's done in the past season and also have vision for the future season. Um, celebrating what God has done is staying in an attitude of thankfulness. So when we leave an attitude of thankfulness, we can uh, enter into an attitude of entitlement. And so we want to always stay into this place of, God, we're so thankful for what you've done. We're so thankful and we celebrate what you've done. And then built on that, on that ground of thankfulness, we're also looking forward to what you're going to do in this next season. And so I want you to do two things on this piece of paper. Um, and you, you can put your name on this or, or not. You don't have to. Uh, but we're going to turn these in. We're actually going to pray over these. Um, so there's two, two things that we want to do. Um, number one is write down uh, what's one thing that you're thankful for that has happened in the past year. So one thing, you can just take a minute. What's one thing that you're thankful for that has happened in the past year? And the second thing is this, and we're going to take a minute. I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Um, the second question is this, and then we'll just allow the Holy Spirit to speak. What are you praying into, or what do you have vision for, for the next year, for 2022? So what are you praying into, or what do you have vision for, for 2022? So let's just take a moment. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you just speak that you're just highlighting the things that you've placed in our heart that we need to have vision for, for this next year. Okay, and if um, we could pass a bucket, so fold these up, and um, 
if we could pass a bucket and just put them in the bucket. And we're going to do two things. We're going to pray for them today. We're going to just um, pray over the vision that God's put on your heart, that God fulfills it in the next year. But also, and this is why I said you can put your name on it if you want. You don't have to. But we're actually going to give these to our intercession team. So these are something, these are things that we're going to be praying over throughout the year. And by the way, if you're watching on live stream, because I know a lot of people are watching on live stream today, um, message, you can either private message us, um, Awaken Life Church, uh, what your answers are, or you can post it on the uh, comments and we'll take those as well. And we're going to give these to our intercession team. So we're going to be praying over your vision throughout the year. So we're going to go ahead and pass the buckets and just fold them up and put them in there. And then when the, when the buckets get passed, could you bring them up front? We're just going to pray over them right now. And we're going to close our service this morning. What an awesome, awesome 2021 uh, we've had. Um, you guys are such an amazing church family. We love you so, so much. Um, thank you for being a part of Awaken Life Church. We believe we're just getting started. God has so many amazing things he's going to do in our church. Now it's it's going to be better than, better than, better than <laughs> we could even ask or think. I you know it's going to be really awesome what he has. Yeah, he's a good God. All right, and after that, after we're done with those buckets, bring them on up, and we're going to pray over them right now. Fire's still going. Looks good. <laughs> it's a good fire. Not getting any warmth off of it, though. No. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, thank you again uh, for just such an amazing year. We love all of you so much. And so, yeah, we're going to close in prayer today. And the next time we see most of you, it's going to be next year. It's going to be 2022. That's crazy. 2022 already. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you so much. You can always She's got a big vision. And put She's it in the bucket, and it will still get the intercession. Some, we'll some call of us it have big faith. vision. <laughs> She's got a lot of vision. <laughs> All right, why don't we stand together, and um, we're just going to pray over these vision. And thank you for, for writing your vision down. The Bible says write your vision down, make it plain on paper. So now you've done that. And uh, now we're going to pray into that all the all throughout this year and just believe that God's going to meet you in that area of vision. So, Father God, just thank you so much uh, for what you've done. God, we are just in awe of you, God. God, we are in awe of the miracles that you've done. We are in awe of the people that we've seen get saved this year. We're in awe of just our hearts that have expanded this year. God, the things that you've shown us, the, the times that we've experienced your peace, your joy, your presence, your love this year. God, we thank you that you are infinitely good, that you have just blessing and favor uh, for every person in this room. We thank you that there's nothing we'll ever face, God, that we don't have blessing and favor and grace on our life to deal with. And so, God, we thank you for vision in 2022. God, we thank you that you said, write down the vision, make it plain on paper. And God, we bless this vision that you've put on people's hearts. God, we bless the visions that you've put on our hearts. And we pray, God, that promises are being fulfilled this year. God, we, we declare that prophetic words are coming to pass this year. We declare that businesses are, are starting this year. God, we declare that um, people are stepping into that place of influence this year. God, 
God, we declare that, God, that you are meeting people, God, in that area of their dreams this year. And so we just declare over all this vision that's in these buckets, God, that you're meeting us and that you're uh, fulfilling every dream in Jesus' name. And we just thank you so much, Lord, for, for your heart, for your people, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would even continue us down uh, this path with you, Lord, that even in our prayer times, that you would uh, bring to remembrance, Father, to even be intentional to sit down with you and just seek what else is your vision? What more vision do you have? Lord, give us even bigger dreams and even bigger vision than we could even uh, process in this moment, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you so much for it, God. And we just thank you, Lord, that we're never alone in any of it, God, that you are with us, that we are partnered and yoked with you, Jesus, that we have angelic help, that we have two-thirds of the angels on our side, God. So, Lord, help us to, to expand our beliefs um, to, to greater uh, match, Lord, what you would have for us and for our lives, for our families, for our children, and for our children's children. And we just thank you so much for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. <laughs>